0: yeah unjustifiably in a position that i'd rather not be in but the queen will rise to the top oh yeah thank you for listening to for the win fantasy football with your hosts brian ryan and andrew Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when I'm getting to you. Welcome back to For The Win Fantasy. I am your host, Bombay Brian, still riding solo, which is unjustifiably a position I'd rather not be in. But I'm going to try to rise to the top with you today, as Kamish is still winding down that vacation, and Wolf is still on daddy duty. So I can I can handle week two. I think I, I think week one went uh, was pretty fun. Hopefully everyone got a win or at least scored some points. Um, I didn't have my best week, uh, but I I did, unfortunately, just kind of ran into some buzzsaws. I'm actually pretty proud of myself overall, but it wasn't as many W's I would have liked. I will say that I am playing in a league that has uh, two wins, and I am uh, now a fierce proponent of that. Uh, It happened to be the one league where I did win and also finished the top half of the league. For those unfamiliar, two win weeks, uh, or league median weeks, depending on your platform, awards uh, Ws for finishing in the top half of points. So you go against a head-to-head, which is always fun for smack talk, shit talk, and whatnot, but also... Little more, little more. Just if you have a good week, but happen to run up against a buzzsaw, you can have a chance to salvage a win. So, uh, for those of you that were two and zero, even more bravo. One and ones, nice work. Zero and o and twos, eh, you know, tough, tough break. But it's only week one. Uh, you're unfortunately you're two weeks back after one week, which is never. That doesn't feel that good. But it's a long season. Uh, there's lots to there's lots to unpack from week one. Uh, I think overall it was a, it was a fun week. Points were. Uh, a little lower than I would have thought. I, I chased a lot of overs, and you know, a decent bit of them, you know, hit or just barely. But I, this wasn't a season where I think the the offenses were were clearly ahead of the defenses. It was uh, a little little. It wasn't the just the points explosion that we've seen in, in most of the the more recent years, which was a bummer because it means scoring was a little down. Though I will say that some guys that you needed to win, guys that you drafted early, uh, absolutely, you know, just absolutely crushed it. I mean, looking at Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown nick chubb jonathan taylor michael Pittman. i mean there's uh, you know thursday night games with you know with josh allen gabe davis introduced himself stefan uh, stefan day stevante adams i mean some of these guys that you I mean you you invested high picks and for the most part i think you can be pretty happy with what you got out of the ones in, out of the first and second rounders you know a few uh, travis kelsey uh pat mahomes i mean the list is uh, you know it was it was a it was a very nice lit you know, round of applause for our, for our top two guy or for our top, you know, first and second round picks. Uh, they, they, they tend to deliver. Now, if you didn't have the depth and you might've still you know got a bit of hurt there, but you know, I think, I think you can work off that, you know, you can hit waivers. We'll talk about that. We'll, uh, you know, we'll talk about what things went right, what things uh, went wrong. Uh, I personally had, you know, I, I had a few of each. Uh, I'm pretty proud of myself for some of my rights and, you know, not, not as, not as thrilled with the wrongs, but, on the correct call, on the correct call side, I was happy to say that uh, my uh, my Jaguars stack in in essence the guys I was backing on that lineup. Uh, James Robinson did you know score two touchdowns? It was a that inflated his numbers a little bit, but he was clearly involved, so that was a W. And so was Christian Kirk. So I'm going to give myself one of these. Uh, just a smart puzzle solve for for you know for finding the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a bummer Kirk couldn't score. Uh, ETN was also heavily involved, but just did did you know overthrown on one touchdown, dropped another. Just could have been a, a nice day for the for even more Jaguars. Um, Zay Jones was involved, but I didn't call that one. But yeah, just yeah, as a, as a Jaguar fan, you know one of the dozens. As I always like to say, uh, it was nice to see some of our guys that we have spent money on, or in, in James Robinson's case, just you know heavily invested and emotionally just have good days. Uh, so it was it was fun to call. Uh, I was also proud of my Carter Breeze Hall take. I took my fanboy for Brees Hall out of the equation I did that with two players I'll talk about the other one in a second uh, but I took my fanboy out of the equation for Brees Hall I thought this was going to be a Michael Carter game and ended up being a Michael Carter game though Brees Hall had double digit targets which is phenomenal if they're trusting him on passing downs so now they threw 60 times in this game or just about so uh, but that's the Jets that sounds like that's not gonna be that far off if they keep falling behind it's not a it's not as good a team as I thought they might be and it probably just starts at the quarterback position if you're not uh, if you're you know if you're if you're not settled there i mean just a lot of stuff seems to fall by the wayside in other in other areas so even if they have talent it's just not showing up but i am proud of myself for not chasing the breeze hall points i hope you guys i mean if you took if you had ppr he still was helpful if you're half ppr eh, you, you're okay i guess not the best uh certainly in standard leagues he would have hurt you so i'm, I'm gonna give myself a nice little uh puzzle solve for breeze hall and uh and, and uh and uh, Michael Carter, I did not chase myself. Uh, Pickens, I love George Pickens, huge, uh, very enthusiastic. Went crazy in the preseason. I told you to sit him; that was the right call. It's not going to be an offense that throws a ton, and uh, you know he's going to have to carve out a role. Though I, I thought maybe since Chase Claypool was in the backfield, which you know was almost out of nowhere, and we'll talk about injuries to why that might have been. Uh, but I thought Pickens might get a little bit more than three targets, and certainly no, you know, more than one catch for three yards. But you know, first game, calm down. It's a rookie. That's what's normal. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, that's not normal. What those guys did was not normal. Calm down. Hopefully, you drafted Pickens accordingly in the you know the the almost the nearly double digit round, so you're not you're not hurting with that performance. He didn't have to start him, uh, but I'm proud of that one. Proud of DJ Chark. Uh, maybe that's just my Jaguar coming out, but I think DJ Chark is a nice player. It uh, seems like Jared Goff agrees. He targeted him you know, fairly heavily. Not Amon Ross and Brown heavily, uh, but he had a nice day. So uh, that was kind of nice to see. I think you can chase him. If you took him late, I think you have somebody that you can plug in, certainly during buys. And you know, if you need a spot starter for injuries, I think you can do a lot worse than DJ Chark. That offense put up more points than I would have thought. I actually have to give myself a, uh, a scolding for thinking that the Lions couldn't hang. They actually covered. I knew they couldn't win, so I, I did get that part right on the betting side, but... It does look like DJ Chark and the Lions have a nice offense, and I mean there's going to be points to to go around. Uh, it's not just going to be Swift. Uh, it's not just going to be a like Brown. Hawkinson will be involved, but there is a, there is a role for DJ Chark at least until Williams comes off of uh, IR, which you know that could be November at, at the earliest. Uh, one more good player, Jerry Judy had a nice big catch. It was good to see. I'm proud of that one. I'll give myself a a puzzle solve for Jerry Judy. Now, he was going higher this year, but those that like uh, Cortland Sutton weren't wrong either. He was certainly more heavily targeted uh, than, than Judy, but you saw the explosiveness he, you know, and the strength and then just the speed. I mean, the guy is going to be a freak if he can just get the ball to him, uh, which hopefully his quarterback can have a better, <laughs> better week than Russ had. Uh, although, I mean, he, he did pile on some points in yardage, but it just all ended up being meaningless, but that you know, really wasn't his fault. On the bad side that I was proud with, I told you Trey Lance was a no. I told you Trey Lance was a no. I told you Tom Brady was a no. I just I don't think those offenses are going to run through those players. Uh, Trey Lance, I, I can just see being benched. It's not going to work, but maybe it doesn't. I mean, maybe it's just one game that, the you know, for three quarters of that game, the weather wasn't a hindrance. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. The last quarter and a half was terrible, so you can forgive a little bit of that. But I, I just don't see a guy that's ready to play NFL football, and they have somebody behind him. So tread lightly with Trey Lance. Uh, if he has a good week, too, I, th- I suggest you get out. Uh, just, I just would not want to have to depend on him come by weeks and, uh, and later in the season. Tom Brady, less worried about. Just think that you know they're not going to have to score as much, and I don't know if uh, most of their personnel is achy and somewhat old at this point, uh, or if they're not old, they're at least injured. So there's going to be some, in- uh, some instances where there's just, you know there's, there's just not going to be as many points to go around. Evans got his. Godwin popped in for a minute. It was nice to see him just on the field uh julio jones looked i think he looked great so if i mean i was i was kind of seeing that in a couple preseason games that he uh that you know, in practices i had seen i think he looked kind of spry for an old man like maybe he's going to be on a vengeance tour uh for everyone just kind of declaring him dead but he looked pretty sharp i don't know if there's going to be enough room for him to make consistent plays but i think he's i mean if he's on waivers i think you got to make a claim you can do a lot worse than julio jones uh this early in the season especially if he had an injury uh, and then, you know, on the, uh, one more on the bad side. David and again didn't see it. What, what, what are people seeing with this team and this player that makes it think that's going to be any different with Jacoby Brissett? So, that's the good. Unfortunately, I had some misses. Uh, I told you, to, I mean, you're obviously you're always starting Derrick Henry. I told you to get you a buck sixty. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, it was kind of an ugly game for the Titans. They deserved to lose it. I'm glad they did. They cost me money, so I hate them. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I just not. I, I mean, I hate pulling for the Titans. They seem like they never cover unless they're facing a really good team, and then they are the underdog, and they somehow just win outright. But when they're favored, it just kind of seems like they fall they fall by the wayside, play down the competition, and they you know they. I'm glad they I'm glad they lost too, and it wasn't just me and my money. So uh but got that one wrong with uh with henry and i also i told you hooper was my, my my gutsy sort of out of nowhere left field gonna be a tight end one type guy didn't have the targets uh they were going everywhere else they actually threw a decent bit in this game which just wasn't to him there's i mean he didn't he was in a lot of plays i didn't see a lot of routes and when he was running routes it was like the play was not designed to go his way so uh, if you did take my advice and pick him up off waivers you can feel free to just send him right back. I think there's other tight ends that might be able to help you. I'm not saying he's he is dead to rights, but if you if you want to if you want to get out of this out of the, out of the Austin Hooper game which didn't cost you anything, yeah, you know, that's that's fine. I mean, he didn't do much for you. So um and one of a couple others that I didn't I wasn't too proud of Camara was well I'm not going to take the loss for Camara. Guy has a rib injury and nobody knows about it, so it gets a light workload and you know Whatever, that kind of sucks. I wish something would have come up. I mean, you're still going to start him, but maybe you'd have tempered your expectations and not been expecting him to uh, to have a nice day. The Falcons have a good, have a decent run defense. They've had it since the middle of last year, so I wasn't expecting a banner day. But I mean, I was expecting him to be on the field. Uh, we'll talk about his injury in just a minute. Uh, Elijah Mitchell told you don't draft him. Told you to stay away. He's already hurt. Doesn't look good comes back in eight weeks. Does he have the job? Does the guy, I mean, who knows? I, I just think that was a wasted pick. If you did it, I'm sorry. Uh, just, I think you were chasing last year's, you know, lucky, not lucky, but just last year's sort of decent moments, but they were all, they were always sandwiched around injuries. And I just think here we go again and I apologize for DJ Moore. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to answer my, my picks of the week, uh, music with him, but didn't, didn't go very well. Um, it wasn't because of game script. It just, it just didn't quite happen. Uh, Robbie Anderson caught the big touchdown. When I saw the ball go up, I thought, oh, good, I got this right. And then I realized it wasn't DJ Moore uh, running wide open uh, in the middle of the field. So Robbie Anderson got the, got the big touchdown that I thought was DJ Moore's. I guess I can live with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's going to be fine. Um, let's talk about a little News. We had a lot of news. Uh, I mean, like the aforementioned. Uh, we'll talk about Camara again. The rib inj- inj- injury, no one knew about. Uh, it just sort of, you know, it was a thing. Uh, it's going to be a thing this week. Unfortunately, uh, I mean, obviously, if he's starting, he's in your lineup. If he's active, you play him. It's it's Alvin Camara. You spend a one or a two. So it, it is what it is. Uh, also of note, though, is his, his you know his running mate Mark, Mark Ingram. Uh, the the yin to his yang. The the the, hun- the thunder to his lightning. Uh, is also hampered a little bit and limited. Uh, something to watch. I mean, it's a pretty decent chance you're not relying on Mark Ingram. But if you had him as Kamara's uh, handcuff, or I mean, you might be in trouble. One of those situations where, man, it kind of sucks. I don't. I, I was smart, and I'm smart. I was. I was safe. I took the handcuff, and now the first chance Kamara may possibly miss some time. Though I don't see, I don't. See, I don't see it trending that way. Uh, you may not have your handcuff either. So that kind of sucks. What doesn't suck is uh, well, the Cowboys sucked. Commission <laughs> uh, uh, isn't here to defend his team; uh, he wouldn't anyway. I don't think he's uh, running for the hills. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he should either. But uh, some actual good news from the Cowboys is it looks like Dak isn't going to be missing in a couple months, at least according to Jerry Jones. For you know, take that for whatever it's worth. Uh, Jerry Jones is, uh, has certainly made some comments over the last I don't know eighteen to twenty four months, and even. Well beyond that, that just kind of make you shake your head and, and scratch scratch your head. He's um, you hard hard to know, but he seems very optimistic. They're not looking to go out to, go out and get a quarterback. Cooper Rush era begins for whatever that is. But they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Yeah, the Cowboys were. I don't expect to get much better with uh, with Cooper Rush uh, behind the wheel. Um, may, maybe he can tread water. I don't know. Uh, I'm scared for all my Cowboys. I was going into the season. I mean, I, I always love Dak because if the Cowboys are good, you can just, you know, just just have Dak, and then you're, you know, you're, you're going to get all the points. Uh, Zeke will probably still be okay. Uh, they're just going to lean on him a little bit heavier now. Maybe this gets Pollard more work because they're just not going to be able to throw 35 times uh, with Cooper Rush. It's, it's just not something you can get away with. Uh, not throw a couple pick sixes or just not have an offense that doesn't look like a uh, an NFL caliber. Uh, unit so bad news for the Cowboys but somewhat good looks like it's not gonna be as long uh, of a uh, an absence for for Dak Um, one of his running makes Michael Gallup who didn't play seems unlikely again this week so weird Uh, this is kind of getting irksome to me I'm tired of hearing how great somebody looks and then within the same practice or next day uh, I'm hearing that they're unlikely to play just just be straight with us if he looks good you can say that but don't like they're they're throwing out these sort of terms in like this this reporting that's making it sound like he's good to go and he's and it seems like he was probably closer to pup than not. Uh, so I mean maybe that's going to be a surprise. Maybe he has a great Thursday, Friday. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, I have to. I'm I'll be leaving town for uh for for uh not not a vacation but a bit of a work trip that could be pretty fun as well. Uh, so I'm gonna record this early. So forgive me when I talk about sports lines if they move a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm doing this earlier than I would like. I don't lay bets on Wednesdays. Uh, I don't expect you to either, but I'm going to try to do my best with that early information that's been trickling in Uh, a little bit more, a little, a little uh, more news. Uh, George Kittle still not practicing. No surprise there. I told you don't depend on this guy. Uh, You'll get six or eight games that are great. It's just who knows when they're coming. I hope you got a number two because it looks like he's, he's not, it's now it's Wednesday. He's still not practicing. Another one of these guys where you you hear about, Oh, they're progressing, but then they're not, not really. So uh, you, you, hopefully you survived without him last week and uh it looks like you're gonna be heading that way again uh happy to hear that uh for the Bengals that uh t higgins uh is progressing nicely in a concussion uh that's good we like him uh he's <laughs> he's he's a great player uh he's you know he presents a lot of value where you took him but you know he got got lit up pretty good there uh, they're not linear injuries. So you don't know what you, you don't know what to expect. You know, you do have a, a general timeline of what it might look like, uh, based on you know what we've seen recently with concussion protocols. But if you just for the player themselves, you don't know if like, Oh, we had a good step one, but step two could go completely the other way. So you know what step two is supposed to be, you know, what kind of benchmarks I have to hit, but you know, do they in fact hit them? That's, that's, you know, remains to be seen. And, you know, you don't really know. Hopefully we get him back. Hopefully when he does come back, he's ready to go. There's no reason to rush him back. Yes, they lost. uh, But, you know, better days are ahead for the Bengals probably, I would say so. Better days ahead look uh, for their division mate, the Ravens, as it uh, seems like J.K. is trending toward playing. Uh, Dobbins uh, is is – I've only heard positive things with Dobbins. I haven't heard that thing that, that kind of steps back and says, well, wait, hold on a second. This is not the way it's going. Uh, he did kind of speak in depth that his ACL tear was particularly pretty bad. I don't, I've never heard of a good one, so <laughs> uh, take that for what it's will. Take that for what you will. But you know, he seems to be going in the right direction. I still don't think I'm going to be counting on him this week. I kind of hope that you know they got an easy dub last week against the Jets. Um, you know, you, you you've banked a win. Maybe you don't rush him back until you're till he's you know uh, he's never gonna, he's not going to be 100 percent until he gets out there and tests it. But maybe maybe one more week isn't the worst thing. I think that's what's going to happen. But the the news is sort of trending the other way. But I'm just kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. I do think that they're going to tell us that that yeah, we're going to hold back one more time. So if you have JK, you know, if if you and you don't have a reliable, uh, you know, running back four or five, and you just plugged in, you know, Drake, that may be a viable option again this week. And we'll talk about that when we get to games. <clears throat> uh, some bad news. I mean, uh, fortunately, now that we're into the season, there's lots of injury news that ends up being most of what we talk about when it comes to news. With Keenan Allen for tomorrow night, and again, this is Wednesday, uh, so I'm talking to, you, talking to you from Wednesday. He's already been ruled out. Uh, that should be good news for Josh Palmer. Uh, I'm a truther. I really like the kid coming out. I haven't wavered from that. I do think that it's kind of a bummer that <laughs> – uh, well, not, it's not a bummer because we wanted Mike Williams to stay, in, stay with the Chargers, but I do think that would have opened up a lot of opportunity for Palmer, uh, although I say that, and he wasn't the guy that benefited when Allen left the game last weekend. Uh, it ended up being <clears> – <throat> Excuse me. Uh, it ended up being DeAndre Carter, you know, journeyman, twenty-nine year old, uh, more of a slot guy, small. Not, I would uh, short, not small. Not, I'm a you know, <laughs> as we joke here, I'm I'm somewhat of a height supremacist. Height h e i g h t height, height supremacist. So when I see a little guy, I tend to write them off a little bit faster. But he looked he looked pretty good. He found some holes, and he's got a got, his quarterback has a rocket arm. Uh, I do think that now that they had a week to prepare for No. Allen, this is probably a Josh Palmer game where but i mean i don't expect carter to go away i mean he's going to operate in the same role he was in with keenan allen and uh you know mike williams but now like you're replacing keenan allen with josh palmer so that doesn't demand as much attention uh from the quarterback so maybe carter even continues this uh, this nice run that he's that he started uh, last week so that's that's the last of my uh my my recaps i mean I, we we do this after waivers because honestly waiver shows uh, on their own and uh, I mean, I'll, obviously the names for this past weekend were Curtis Samuel, you know, uh, the post hype sleeper that's now been sleeping, you know, that, that actually is now hyped up again. So it's kind of weird. Uh, he was all the rage last offseason didn't happen. Uh, people forgot about him. He was not drafted very heavily. And now I'm seeing him go for, for half of people's fabs. And they may regret that. I'm not. They may, may or they may not. I mean, there's there's targets to go around in that team. So uh, but it was the Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars looked a little bit better. I watched them a lot because I am actually a fan. I'm a member of the Dozens. Uh, but I, I do think it was still the Jaguars. So take what you will from the Curtis Samuel game. Um, he did look nice. I do get why people would want to roster him. Uh, the 50% fabs, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that seems like a little bit of a stretch for me. Uh, but he was, I mean, I mean, we're not digging into waivers. They've already happened. But, I mean, I do think that, yeah, that was yeah. He made sense as one of the top right waiver uh, pickups. Uh, uh, Rex Burkhead. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll talk about Damian Pierce because that was a miss for me in my picks. But I guess he's not going away. I guess the Texans trust him. Uh, Pierce did not play much in the second half. Uh, and when he did, it wasn't on downs that were – He didn't have many opportunities when he did. So when he was on the field, it was minimal. And then when he got there, it was very unlikely the play was going through him. So that's a bummer. But it, may, it makes Rex Burkhead more interesting. I'm not saying, you know, go crazy, but hopefully you got him for you know, 10 15% of your budget if you, want, if you were running back thin. Uh, or just trying to hedge your bet with a peer as a pierce owner. Uh in San Francisco, you know, we talked about Elijah Mitchell, he's gone. So now you're looking with uh with Mason and Tyrion and Davis Price. Uh I'm of the opinion that they really like Mason. I know they didn't draft Mason, uh they they drafted Davis Price in the third round, just like they did Trey Sermon, but we have already seen with Trey Sermon that a third round pick in San Francisco does not mean jack shit. So if uh just because you were drafted third and the other guy was drafted sixth like Mitchell or undrafted like Mason, doesn't really matter. Uh, they're going to ride the guy that they trust. Uh, it's going to be a big week for those guys. in Number two, Jeff Mitchell. If he was sitting on waivers, you know, was the top pickup. Even Curtis Samuel. Although I thought a lot of people picked him up once Sermon was sent packing. That that backfield got a little bit more clear. Um, with with those moves, but now it's now it's murky again. Is it Mason? Is it Davis Price? If whoever whoever gets this job, if they truly get it, is is useful. It it, it is a you know an eight to ten point guy on the floor because they will mix him in. So. I guess just pick your poison. Uh, pick whichever one feels right. You know, draw a name out of a hat. Just close your eyes and, and point to one. But you know, pick the one that you think is going is to make a play and, and, and go get him because they, they should be useful for eight weeks. And that's if, you know, That's that's the that's kind of a best case scenario for Mitchell. When he comes back, will he have his job? That's. I mean, I'm sure he'll come back in six to eight weeks. But when he comes back, is it his job? We'll find out. Uh, other bit of news: uh, We mentioned a little bit that Chase Claypool was carrying the ball. That was confusing to me. I've only seen him do end rounds. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not what was happening. Uh, he was carrying the ball because Najee Harris, who had a preseason Liz Frank injury, not the big one that sent Derrick Henry packing for a handful of weeks when you needed him in the uh, second half of last season, but it is you know it, it's it's along the along the same uh, same lines as that. And uh, he acted up. Uh, pictured him in the sideline. He pointed to his shoe got pissed, and I think he even threw his shoe. I can't remember that exactly, but he was upset. I mean, he knew he was done for the day. Uh, they're, they're talking like it's not a big deal. I tend to not take that <laughs> very um, with, with, with a lot of uh, confidence. I do think that when you have a problem with your foot and you're running back, I think it makes sense to rest that foot. So Jalen Warren seems to be the dude. It uh, doesn't seem to be Benny Snell. They like having Benny Snell on their team. Uh, maybe he's a good, good up back or maybe he blocks or a good gunner, but he doesn't. it seems like he's been passed over by Jalen Warren, and that's the guy you want if you're an Aji Harris owner. I'm not saying you need to go get him because maybe Harris plays and Jalen Warren isn't that useful, but if you are a Harris owner, you need to think about a backup plan and you need to think about cuffing your guy because a Liz Frank injury could really set you back. Oh, so yeah that that's waivers again. We don't talk to too much about them uh it's because it's already happened, and again they're kind of they're kind of in your face obvious. How often is a waiver se- uh, selection uh that uh surprising uh, or that out of left field? I mean everyone talks about it. you kind of see the week before and you make your you kind of just stake your you just plant your flag in whoever you think might be the most helpful to your team and yeah, so those are the guys. I don't think this was a particularly uh awesome week one. I don't see a Terry Mclaurin coming out of nowhere, but yeah, that's what we have. Uh, I think it's time to get into the games. I'm still excited. It's it's not week one anymore, but I still think it's worthy of a yes chant uh, anytime we get pro football because we love it so much and fantasy is so great and cruel, but mostly great. Uh, we start off with another barn burner. I mean, last last Thursday, somewhat disappointed. You know, Cam Akers was a bummer. Allen Robinson was a bummer, but you had the Bills blowing up, and you had Cooper Cup blowing up, and and uh, there was there were lots of there were lots of meaningful points for fantasy in that game. And uh, we're right back in it this week. We've got Chargers and Chiefs tomorrow night. I know that I'm going to be in another city. And probably having a a really nice time, but I want to stop whatever I'm doing and and enjoy some of this game. I hope I get to watch most of it. Uh, I'll be on the West Coast, so, I mean, 520 games are not going to be the easiest thing to get uh, to be able to pause the day for and enjoy, though I'm kind of excited to watch football and get a good night's rest. That's different for us East Coast guys here in Atlanta. Usually to watch a whole game, we have to pay for it. Uh, that won't be the case. So it's on Amazon Prime. It's on uh that's gonna be interesting too. But um no plugs for Amazon, they don't pay us money, but that's where you gotta find it. So if you're if you're flipping channels and you can't you can't figure out where the hell it is, uh that's that's where you gotta go. So Chargers and Chiefs, Chiefs are opening as a four point uh favorite. That's kinda word state about uh at this point. The over is fifty four. That sounds doesn't sound that high at all, but these games can sometimes go the other way. They're two very good teams. Uh that, that over scares me a little bit, but I hope it hits because if it hits, it means all the fantasy goodness that we, uh, that we so do much love here at For the Win Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> even if we lose, we want to lose like 160 points, not, not 89 or some stuff like that. So you're playing all your guys in this game. We hinted, you know, we talked about Keenan Allen. Get him out of your lineups. Uh, if you're listening right now and it's Thursday morning uh, or Thursday afternoon or Thursday at you know, 810 uh, Eastern, 510 Pacific, where I'll be, uh, get him out of your lineups. Uh he's not playing. Uh Josh Palmer is a is a worthy is a worthy plug-in. I like the player. Uh, you know, and then and then Carter had a nice role last week and it's probably going to expand this week. I mean, you have Keenan Allen out there commanding targets. So uh on the Chief side, I mean Kelsey Mahomes, what else more do you I mean what 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 can you want? Uh <laughs> uh that, that, that was just poetry in motion. Uh unfortunately Kamish, who played me week one, uh is feeling really good. He had that stack. Uh he, he has Kelsey He has Mahomes. then Then the, those two together put up nearly 75 points and there was just no looking back. And I had a nice, I had a, I had a pretty okay week, but it was, it was never really in doubt after that, uh, that first quarter touchdown from Kelsey to, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, from Mahomes to Kelsey. So those guys are playing. I'm not putting a lot of stock on the Clyde Edwards, helaire thing, except for the fact that, okay, if they're down there, he's going to get some run. So, uh, that, that's, that's good to see. It looks like he's not really that challenged at the moment. Uh, around, you know, kind of in that, that sort of 10 yards or, or, or going in a part of the field. So that, that's kind of nice to see. There's, you can carve out a roll score in touchdowns, even if you don't get a lot of yards on that offense, if you're just on the field when they're down low. So uh, you know, tread lightly, but I think it's okay to play them. This, I mean, the Chargers are a good defense, but this game, you know, 54 is a high over-under. We We, we ought to see a lot of points. On uh, still on the Chiefs' receiver side, I don't think anything was decided. I think if you're still starting one, you're you're braver than I am. You're or you're crazier than I am because I still don't think that that situation is shook out. Excuse me. So hit a button there. I didn't mean to. Apologize for that. Uh, so if you if you're starting Chiefs receivers, you're brave. I don't like it. Stay away from it. Uh, if you can. I mean, I just don't think they're startables. Uh, even Juju Smith-Schuster, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't see it. Miko Hardman scored a touchdown. He didn't have a lot of action. Uh, this is like the Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes show when everybody else just gets to eat what little crumbs they leave behind. So, great Thursday night game. Can't wait for it. Uh, I'm so glad it's only one day away. Uh, love these offenses. So much fun. And love the defenses, too. Just a, just a fun environment. Chiefs are at home for what it's worth. That's why they're getting four points. It's close to a pick 'em. Or you know, Chiefs at minus one. If you throw away home field, Arrowhead's going to be banging. Uh, should be a blast. So moving on to the Dolphins Ravens. Uh, this game, sneaky good. Uh, you know, not not you know, probably not for tons of points, but I do think that the the players that you're that you're needing to score uh, will probably give you something in this one. The Dolphins dismantled the Patriots. I saw that coming. I I you know I, I didn't gloat about this one in my calls. I got right. I told you all the Patriots suck. Uh, it's just not a team. I mean, I know, I know some guys sometimes they have to score. It's just not a team full of guys I want to play. Even Damian Harris, I just – I don't want to guess. There's not a startable Patriot uh, in their lineup. And that's – like you, I mean, sure, you can start them in your lineup if you have to. But, like, you are not excited to play a single New England Patriot. So, uh, the, what the Dolphins did, you know, they they did what I thought they would do. I mean, the Dolphins, I mean, I don't think they've turned a corner. We'll see. But, it, you know, they're, they're better than the Patriots, and it showed. So they're, they're facing the Ravens. The Ravens are clearly better than the Jets. It uh, wasn't the game we wanted out of Mark Andrews. Bit of a bummer there. Uh, other than that, Bateman got a big touchdown. Uh, and the running game we don't really know about because we don't have J.K. Dobbins back yet. I mean, you're monitoring J.K. Dobbins. If he plays, he's in your lineup. I do think he'll be limited that first game, but not as much as you might think. I think that they're, they're being cautious, so when they, when they kind of turn him loose, I think he's going to be just that, turn loose. Uh, Ravens are at home. They're three and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. The, if the Dolphins win this game, it'll open a lot of eyes. Their, the Dolphins defense definitely can play. Uh, do these offensive pieces work out? Jalen Waddell had a nice day. Tyreek Hill had had a nice day. Tua was fine. Uh, uh, I think you got what, you got what you're looking for. Other running backs. It's a little muddled in there, but you can get points out of those guys. So this this will be a fun game. This will be kind of a fun game. Uh, sort of a. A benchmark test for the Dolphins: Are they ready to like, you know, back up a, a good, strong, solid victory against a, uh, a, an OK team? I guess, or maybe in a, a bad team? I'm not sure. The Patriots. I mean, I hate their fantasy players, but they're not a terrible team. Um, let's see how they do against the Ravens. A uh, couple teams that that took L's. Uh, you got the Jets and Cleveland up next. Uh, the Jets. This is a uh, the Jets face the Cleveland Browns defense. It's pretty tough. Um, I'm not expecting lots of good things. You know, we kind of talked about in our our preseason episodes when the AFC was 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 being talked about that we didn't didn't really like Brees Hall for a while because the opening slate was pretty tough. Well, that continues. This is going to be a tough game. Uh, the Cleveland Browns can play uh, on defense at least, and their offense wasn't inept. I mean, they can run the fucking football. I mean, uh, I'm not going to apologize for swearing because we told you that in that you know we do swear, but like, oh my god, can the can the Browns run the fucking football? It is beautiful. Uh, I know I know people don't like the running game as much anymore, but man, when a team can do it that well, it is it's just poetry. It's so fun to watch. They can just dominate a game, uh, and you know they they you know in stretches of that game they did. This is an over under a forty, uh, <laughs> so don't expect a lot of points out of this game. Michael Carter uh, is useful again in this game. I think they're going to tr- they'll trust Michael Carter on the stuff where they if they have a chance to score and they, don't want, they may not let the rookie have that just yet, although Michael Carter dropped a, a walk-in touchdown, so maybe that's what opens up the door for Brees Hall a little bit. He did have a ton of targets in that first game, so that's encouraging. They trust him on third down. you like that. For a team that looks like they're probably going to be trailing a good bit, it's nice to have a running back that can catch the football. Just would be careful. It might be just a little bit too soon. Uh, on the Browns, I'm obviously... David and Joku, what the hell are you doing? Get him out of there! If you're still if you haven't if that last game didn't take it away from you, I mean, do it now. Uh, moving on to the one 0 Commanders and the zero one Lions. Lions hung tough. I apologize to them. I did not. I still think they're not that good uh, relative to what people were thinking with after post hard knocks, but they, they they showed themselves pretty well. They they hung with Philly. They they got they got their defense got their doors blown off, which that I didn't that didn't surprise me. I don't think the defense is very good, but their offense hung with them. Uh, I see them as clearly uh, outscoring the Commanders in this game. Uh, they're one and a half point favorites at home. That seems terribly low. I'll be hammering the Lions in this game. The Commanders aren't. I mean, they're not bad, but Jacksonville should have won that game. Jacksonville, if they would have just punched in a couple scores, uh, I mean, they would have. They took advantage of the uh, the Carson Wentz mistakes. I think the Lions will too. I think the Lions offense is, is is definitely ahead of where Jacksonville is and the commanders won't keep up. So you're starting you're starting swift if he's good to go. If he's a little banged up right now. It's fine. We talked about D.J. Chark. Get him in your lineup if you need him. I'm on shouldn't come out. Hawkinson should probably go in too. On the commander side, you know, hey, uh Terry McLaurin's good. I, I I don't like having him on my team, but you you can see that he he can make plays and he has a running mate now. Jahan Dotson, only five targets but caught three for two touchdowns. You like that? Uh, Logan Thomas is coming back. That's a low key waiver pickup that probably went either unclaimed or if you went claimed, it was for just a few bucks. But he's probably still out there. If you need tight end help or you're you're reeling from some of a you know a bad early a bad draft pick or you're trying to fill in for George Kittle, you know you can do worse than Logan Thomas. You know he got a bag. He's a good football player and he's big. Moving on to the Colts Jags, you have Jags as a home dog at four under. I think this is going to be one of those games that is also not going to go very well for the Colts. They may sneak out a W. Uh, they, they they snuck out a tie. I mean, when I told you all, I mean, I'm not going to take a bow for everything here, but I told you that they're they're a little sleepy when the season starts. And sure enough, they came out stone cold against the Texans. And if it, the Texans would have kept their foot on the gas, maybe kept you know keeping you know Damian Pierce involved and not just going straight to Rex Burkhead the whole second half and overtime, you know the the Colts would have been zero and one like I thought they should have been. Uh, they get the Jaguars here uh, over under a 45 and a half. That sounds about right. Middle of the pack. Uh, I think you can trust James Robinson. I think you can trust Christian Kirk. Uh, I think you can play ETN if you drafted him high and need him. And That's probably where it stops with Jacksonville. I'm not where it did to, to start a, a Trevor Lawrence, certainly not when there's not bye weeks to consider. The Colt side, I mean, Pittman and Taylor are about as locked in in roles as you can have. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a beautiful thing when you have a, a team where, like, guys are, like, legit locked into their roles. Like, you know exactly what you can expect from them coming out of a uh, – out of the locker room, and it seems you know Jonathan Taylor is going to eat. He's going to be fed the ball, and most times he's going to get it done. Uh, Michael Pittman is going to be heavily targeted. He has a quarterback that can throw the ball in his general vicinity, and he does not have a lot of competition for targets. Tight ends or whatever, I'm sure maybe one will sneak in for a touchdown. But the, you know Alec Pierce concussion protocols and dropped a touchdown, not feeling it. You know it's Michael Pittman, it's Jonathan Taylor, and, uh, and Naheem, H- Naheem Hines in a pinch. Not going to spend too much time on that one. I do think the Jaguars can cover this game, and I might even non. I mean, if I was a homer, I just take them. Just I take them on the money line. You know, I like home dogs in the division, especially early uh, division games and home underdogs when the team isn't inept. And the Jaguars, I don't think are inept. Uh, tend to be pretty good, pretty solid bets, uh, and somewhat contrarian to the public. So be be thinking about that one. Don't bet. The, don't bet the farm. I'm a Jaguar fan, and I'm not. Uh, but something to mix into your parlays if you want to try to score a dog parlay uh moving forward with the bucks and the saints divisional matchup saints are the are again a home dog in a division game. The Saints did not look good for most of that game. We learned a little bit more about uh about Kamara and why he wasn 't in the in the lineup. That looks like that still might be a thing so i 'm concerned about that. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers seem perfectly fine winning ugly, so this is going to be, I mean, the over, the over is 44, and sure enough, it could hit in the first half. It would not surprise me, but this is, oh, this is a game that looks like an under. This looks like 20-13. to 13. Uh, I don't know who's going to score. Neither does anybody else. I think I'd probably just want to stay away. Sands Camara, Sands Leonard Fournette. And obviously you have to ride Mike Evans. You may want to let Chris Godwin hang out for a second. Yes, he played last week, but, uh, you know, how much do they – I mean, if they're not chasing points, and I doubt they'll be chasing points, and do you really want to, 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 to expose him too much as he's getting back from a serious injury? I'm not sure. This over this of over 44 is really intriguing to me. I, don't, I would certainly not bet this game uh, on either team. I don't, I don't like 2.5 points uh, for either side. But I do like, I, I think I like the under on 44, which means I don't think we're going to like the fantasy results from this game. So temper expectations could be an ugly one. Uh, and, you know, surprisingly, uh, this game is more interesting than I thought it would be. We've got uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, moving on to the Panthers and Giants. Uh, we have the Giants minus two. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't get it. They were terrible for, the, for most of that game. Uh, the Titans just, you know, they play down the competition. Uh, I think the Panthers are a better football team than the New York Giants. I, I know it's at home. Uh, this over under at forty three and a half. We're certainly happy for Saquon Barkley. We want to be happy for Christian McCaffrey. We want to be happy for DJ Moore. Uh, Shepard looks like he's the only one to own right now. Uh, Kadarius Tony is well can look explosive. Team seems a bit you know kind of crazy. Uh, take a little. little Little too out little too out in front of people with what he thinks and uh sometimes that, that, that backfires. Sometimes it works out well. Sometimes, you know, squeaky squeaky wheel gets the grease. But I don't know. I mean when the grease is Danny dimes, he may not be able to get it to you if he wants to. So uh, still still worried about all Giants receivers. Uh happy for Saquon Barkley. Football's better if he's you know, fans football's better if you have more good running backs. And he was, you know, he played pretty well, a couple big runs. Let's hopefully get some of that at a CMC. Uh Going a little bit quicker, um, well, this one's going to be certainly quick on one side. We have the Patriots actually as the favorites to Pittsburgh at home. I, I don't get this one at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, this, this one surprised me when I saw it. I'm still kind of surprised now. I would have thought the line would have moved. You have an 0-1 Patriot team on the road, Look terrible. No real, not a lot of offensive firepower. Quarterback has a bad back. Going into Pittsburgh, who just beat the defending AFC champions, uh, turned him over five times. Maybe we'll not have TJ Watt. Seems pretty safe to say that. We'll probably we'll have a limited Najee Harris, but even still, I think the I think the Pittsburgh weapons can do can score more than the Patriots. This is going to be a fun bet for me. The over is forty. Okay, maybe maybe it's the under. That probably seems fair, but I do think Pittsburgh represents more uh, a good bit of that under. So I could see them winning by you know ten to thirteen points, and even the game you know twenty three to thirteen. So probably not a great game for fantasy. Uh, I'd be nice if uh, all the Pittsburgh receivers we love and drafted have some have some run in this game. Stay away from the New England Patriots uh, offensive players. I told you last week I stand by it. Uh, moving on, continuing the four o'clock window, we've got the Rams who are probably extremely pissed off Uh hosting the Atlanta Falcons who, uh, you know, it's not football season. If the Falcons don't blow a, a big lead in the second half, they had that game one until they didn't. Uh Now they're, now they're going to, to LA who looked very, very bad. I mean, we talked about this uh when we were kind of going over our, our week one picks and our, our, our Thursday night football recap. This, uh, the you know, Rams didn't look very good, and the Falcons actually, for for at certain in certain points of the, of football of the game, looked, looked pretty damn nice. Uh, they can run the football, they can stop the run. Their secondary did not look overmatched, although it was the Saints. And I'll, I mean, oh, actually, they, I'm sorry. At times, they did look overmatched. So all to say, the Falcons are getting ten and a half points to go to L.A., and that sounds like a ton uh, for. For the Rams to be laying, but I mean, I'm I'm just, I, how do they run against Aaron Donald when they're pissed? I mean, it's hard. I mean, when that team is feeling, I mean, there are, I mean, there can be a Super Bowl hangover. You know, a team can feel fat. You know, you get you get a title, you, you take your foot off the gas a little bit. But they were humbled. They were they were a joke uh, until a better one came along on Sunday and uh, and Monday. So I I think that they're going to come out pretty angry and i and i think that the rams you know they probably cover this bet. I'm not sure I want to bet it, but i i do like I do like Stafford to find cup. I have a feeling that we'll get Cam Makers involved in this game. It's just a feeling. I know it's hard to trust it. But i i, I do I don't I don't know how that happens again. Uh Daryl Henderson, obviously if he was sitting on waivers in those 20 30% of leagues where he actually did, you know, shallow leagues, you got to pick him up now. Uh he might be the starter. I don't think he is, but you know, you never know. Uh, I don't know what Sean McVay is thinking. I don't know what's happening in the Rams locker room. I think it's kind of silly not to let Cam run. He looked powerful in certain points of that game, even though he had nowhere to run. Uh, we'll just see. I mean, I, I kind of don't want to start either one of them until I, until I see this game shake out. But if I was going to choose one, it actually surprising would be Cam Akers. I do think he finds a way to, to get more involved this week. I don't know about Allen Robinson, though. Pains me to say it, um, I just don't think he's going to be a large part of this offense. Uh, it, I mean, I, I think they'll carve out a role, but Cooper Cup is not, gonna, is, is, not, is not seeding targets, is what I learned. It's like Cooper Cup is going to get 13 to 15 targets, and if you throw 35 times a game, you know, that means everybody else is splitting 20, you know, 15 or 20, and that's just not enough. So I'm, I'm a little worried about Allen Robinson. I don't I don't think you can start him this week. I think you need to see him do something again before you put him back in your lineup, and that's a big bummer because I like him. Uh, the 1-0 Seahawks uh, getting 9.5 points to the San Francisco 49ers in the late window. Uh, that seems... That's yeah, interesting. Uh, I don't think the San Francisco 49ers with the Trey Lance are a good football team. Uh, I don't know how much longer they can allow this kid to torpedo what is otherwise a pretty solid roster while you have a capable person uh ready to you know lead the team in Jimmy Garoppolo not great but capable um the over under in this game is forty one and a half uh, I feel like that might be a just a, a little bit too high uh this game looks like it's gonna be played in in the thirties to me uh hell maybe even the twenties though that would kind of surprise me so you've got yeah, the Seahawks, uh, they surprised, you know, they, they shocked the world, although didn't submit the world was that shocking and they were just ready to pile on Russ, but they, they looked okay. Uh, Gino Smith is capable. He is a starting, he's a starting caliber quarterback on a, you know, for a bad team in the NFL. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks. He's probably in the top 32, uh, which is to say, this game should be competitive. I don't think Troy Lance is in the top thirty-two, at least not yet. So uh, this feels like a really nice chance to to maybe tease the Seahawks up even more, and then make sure you get an easy dub. But we'll you know we'll see we'll see where this line lands. It's already it, started, it opened at nine and a half. It's already dropped to nine. It looks like there's money on the Seahawks since that win. But damn, nine nine points to it uh, for the forty ers to cover. So this seems like a lot. Uh, I think you want. I think you want to start. I mean, really. I mean, who do you want to start in the Rams? I mean, you start Debo. Debo is going to be a running back again. <laughs> uh, hopefully, he did get that that rider in his contract where every time he gets a carry, he gets a shit ton of money because uh, it looks like they're going to have to need they're going to use him now. Uh, Jeff Wilson will get his. the 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 two rookies will split some time in some capacity, but I think Debo Samuel's might might be looking at six to ten carries. That's pro- that might be what they need to win football games at this point. Uh, on the Excuse me, on the Seahawks side, I think you gotta keep rolling out DK Metcalf. He had seven targets, caught them all. They weren't high value, 35, 35-ish yards. That kind of sucks. But at least you know that his quarterback can find DK and put the ball in his general vicinity. So I think DK Metcalf likes uh, is, is probably a player that's not going to enjoy playing on a losing team. So the more the longer they're in it, that's probably the better uh, for DK. So I'm gonna roll him out there. I'm gonna be happy to. Rashad Penny, Scott Burst, Scott Juice, put him in there. Uh, Tyler Lockett scares me. Still, I still, if you got to play Tyler Lockett, I just think he's closer to a bye week guy than he is someone that's going to be in your starting lineup most weeks. So that's that still scares me on that front. Roll out DK, roll out Penny, and that might be it for me on that team. But I still think they're a pretty nice uh, value at nine points. Uh, c- continuing the late slate, which actually is pretty pretty lengthy, pretty pretty. Busy late slate, um, which is kind of great for me because I'll be on the West Coast. It'll be super it'll – be, it'll be like 1 o'clock like it normally is. Uh, but we've got uh, Bengals who probably want to get a W against the Cowboys uh, led by Cooper Rush. Uh, this just looks like Bengals will eat and Cowboys won't. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because we talked about a lot of their players. If T Higgins plays. He's in your lineup. Chase, you know, Chase Burrow, Mixon are all all playing. Um You, CD Lamb, uh, thinking about. I mean, you can't sit him. You drafted him too high, but you better. You better really walk back what you think CD Lamb can be with Cooper Rush. I mean, it wasn't really happening with Dak Prescott. I mean, for all the for all the hype that the kid has, and I think he is talented. I do think he continues to be over drafted. It's just because he's probably a cowboy, and you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, even with Dak, he was kind of underwhelming to me. So I think now you got to really walk that back, and not because I think he's a bad football player. I think he's pretty excitable. I just think there's something that's not quite right. So uh, really, be careful with C.D. Lamb. Uh, roll out your running backs. I mean, I think there's enough opportunity for for Dak. Or excuse me, not Dak. Excuse me, Zeke and uh, Pollard to both get a lot of action, similar to what the, the uh, Packers were doing with their running backs. I can see that now. You're going to have to lean on the running game if you want to stay competitive. You want to try to shorten the game, especially against an offense like the Bengals that despite five turnovers had every opportunity to win that game. Against Pittsburgh. Uh, a couple teams that uh trying to... Well, I mean, the, the Texans showed themselves pretty well, but they're going to Denver, who was who was getting 10 points. Uh that seems like a lot. I don't think the, the Texans certainly aren't uh, are a hapless football team, and the Broncos certainly look kind of out of sync. Granted, you have Russ, you have Russ Wilson going home to in his first game as a as a uh, as uh, a Denver Bronco to Seattle. Schedule makers didn't do them any favors with that one, but it made for compelling television. So now they have a much more uh, lazy, sleepy, not lazy, but sleepy game against the Texans. They're not going to be on Monday night for the ball. Uh, I expect the Broncos to continue to eat. I mean, the, the goal line fumbles sucked, but, I mean, those running backs looked good. The receivers looked. I mean, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy look like freaking dudes. I mean, they, they really do. They, they really pop on screen when they're as, as – big and physical and fast as they are and they're just running by people and out muscling they just they both looked good so i'm excited for the broncos passing attack despite what um transpired on monday you know and i'm excited for the running backs this is a good team uh oh sorry this is an excitable team whether they win football games i don't know but they do have players that can help you uh win your fantasy games on the Texans' side, Damian Pierce was a huge bummer. I don't know. I that's kind of just sucks that Rex Burkhead is going to be a, a, a much bigger thing than we all would have hoped. I, I hope he didn't draft him super early with Pierce. Uh, I mean, seventh, eighth round, sure. If you went fourth or fifth, man, you are sweating, and I get it. But better days are probably ahead. I wouldn't put too much stock in what we saw. I think they will trust the kid a little bit more as the season progresses. Uh, we'll see about this one though. I'd be, I'd, I'd, start him if you, if you, if you draft him to the fourth or fifth, you probably got to play him. If he's a seventh or eighth round pick for you, and you got somebody else to pop in there, uh, I, I might suggest doing so. The Broncos are still a pretty good defense too. Uh, a game that I don't expect tons of defense with is next. Uh, we've got the Cardinals and the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr has a forgettable performance, lots of yards, no touchdowns and interceptions. We've seen that, we've seen that before. Uh, we'll see it again. Although it may not be this week, because the Arizona Cardinals to me were like one of the most hapless, uh, just, just awful teams I saw over the weekend. It wasn't just as they got they got beat. I mean, you're playing the Chiefs, you can lose a game. They didn't look very competitive. Uh, they, they just, I mean, yeah, they, they should be better than that. And, and you and you got useful fantasy points, so play your Cardinals. I'm not saying don't play your Cardinals, but the, you know I think you should definitely play your Raiders in this one too. I'm 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 higher on Josh Jacobs in this game than I otherwise would be uh, in most weeks. I'm high on Darren Waller. It's Devontae Adams. Um, you know I got oh I mean Derek Carr had one touchdown pass, and it was very reminiscent of those very short, within three yards of the goal line passes to. Adams where he just gets separation like nobody else can down there. And it's just kind of a walk in touchdown when it should be like impossible to do that. So that happened again. That's great for Devonte Adams owners. If Derek Carr can deliver those touchdowns, then Devonte Adams is every bit worthy of a first round pick where he was going in some places. So that's excitable. If you, if you, if you kind of kind of half forgot that he wasn't a Packer anymore and drafted him as though he was, he might still be a Packer for all, for all fantasy and, you know, intents and purposes. So that's awesome. We didn't lose anybody in that, in that exchange. Uh, Over-under is 51.5. Uh, that's awesome for fantasy. That means Vegas is saying there are going to be some points. doesn't always work out that way. In this instance, I think it does. So enjoy. Start your Raiders. Start your Cardinals. Uh, one thing I've noticed: a few Cardinals aren't, pr- aren't practicing, one of those being uh, Zach Ertz. He wasn't practicing much last week and got to play. Did have a bad-ish game that got bailed out with a late touchdown. That could happen again. If Zach Ertz is healthy, he's in, he's in a lineup. Ooh. A couple teams with players I don't want in lineups, not all of them anyway, is the Bears and the Packers. I want to start the running backs. That includes Khalil Herbert, which seems uh, – I mean, I don't I don't want to start Khalil Herbert, but I, I can see a path to him being solid. I mean, he was trusted more in that monsoon than I would have otherwise thought. It's not what we saw last year with uh, the previous regime where – Montgomery got hurt, Herbert got to play, Montgomery came back, Herbert sat on the bench. That was not what we saw this time. It was a much uh, better split uh, in favor of Herbert than we saw in the previous uh, coaching regime. Excuse me. Uh, on the Packers side, I feel like we saw what we kind of expected. We saw that their uh, running backs will dominate carries and catches, and it's going to be an adventure for the receivers. Uh, we mentioned on the on the – on the real football betting side, that that line moved a ton. People were were throwing smart people were throwing lots of money on the Vikings, and uh, they were right. Vikings have explosive players. They have an explosive passing attack. They haven't. They have a damn good running back in Dalvin Cook. Uh, the Packers didn't have those things. They have good running backs and they have a good quarterback. But who's he throwing to? In this game, I don't think that changes very much. Uh, this is uh, an over a forty-two. I can see this one being played in the 30s again. It's going to be lots of shitty looks from Aaron Rodgers, where he's pissed off at all of his receivers, and I think that's what we're expecting. And maybe the Bears pull it out. I mean, they did last week. Uh, don't I'm not I'm not a fan of Mooney. Drop Cole Comet if you're if you're not if you you know if you if well hopefully you didn't overdraft him because he really wasn't that type of player. But uh, don't be afraid to drop him if uh, you didn't get what you were after in Week One, which you know you didn't obviously. Uh, Titans Bills. Uh, Monday Night Football, oh boy. Uh, (laughs) The Titans blow a game to the Giants, and now they are fed to to Buffalo. This seems like a very bad day for Titan fans, and I am not at all upset about that. Uh, As a Jaguar fan, I don't like the Titans. I do like lots of Titan players, though, which is son of a bummer. I, I really enjoy watching Ryan Tannehill play for all of his warts and shit that he has to carry with him, and some of it rightfully so. I like the player. I root for the guy. Uh, obviously, yeah, who doesn't love Derrick Henry, uh, the giant, little yeti, has my heart always has, and uh, I think Traylon Brooks showed a little bit. You know, not a lot of snaps, but when he was playing, he was, uh, you know, he got some run. And uh, you know, they had you know Phillips also, young guy making plays. It's, you know, this could be a, this could be an, this could be a more competitive game than I think otherwise people would think. But the Bills are getting ten points, and that feels right. Um, I would not want to bet on the Titans in this game, despite some of the positive things I just said. The Bills look like, well, they just look like the best team in the NFL because they took the Rams and they beat the shit out of them in almost every facet. So I'm expecting more of the same with this one. I don't want to, I don't want to harp on it too much because, uh, you know, we, we, we could gush about the Bills, you know, all night, and we don't have all night. We're actually running a little long, and I'm intending to do something a little bit about that. Uh, I'm going to make my picks, and I'm going to get out of here because you don't want to hear me talk – uh, and gush on the bills for the next ten minutes. We want to talk some picks. We want to go a little further down the list uh, from the from a consensus ranks to see if we can pick some people uh, to recap last week. I was uh, well. I was for the, for the purposes of this game, you know. I uh, you know going through my picks, I had Baker Mayfield as beating his projection at quarterback. Well, he didn't burn. He didn't blow through it. He actually did beat it. So I'm, I'm That's actually I'm counting that one as a dub, but certainly not what I thought it was going to be. I mean, he just barely snuck by by a couple points. But he, at least he wasn't uh, as bad as my running back and receiver picks, uh, which were Damian Pierce, who didn't, wasn't allowed to play football after the first 50, 30 minutes of the game, which is a bummer. And uh, DJ Moore just didn't get that long pass. So I'm taking a couple L's for those two. I am going to claim a W for Baker, although it kind of half heart or half-heartedly and uh with a with certainly an asterisk because as i said he i mean you actually do win in this game by just picking guys that just barely go over so if i had my my co-host here uh a two or three point victory might be all you need now quarterback usually you usually need a little bit more than that but who knows maybe they would have picked guys that sucked uh i don't have any words for austin hooper that i haven't said already I don't think I was wrong on the season, but I am certainly walking back my top 8 projection uh on the season. Uh hopefully he's a usable bye week fill in tight end or just a dart throw when you need uh when 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 your guys on a yeah, you know, when your guys on a bye or he gets hurt. So, kind of lost there. Uh, on the field a lot, but just not really heavily involved. Um so that's kind of a bummer. I will take a bow for the Vikings though. I did I I, I saw the trends. It kind of reinforced what I was already thinking about that game. And, uh, yeah, very happy that I got that one right. So, you know, two and two and three, not what you want, but not, not the worst start in the world. I mean, certainly I've, I've had worse weeks than that. I've had, I've had better, but you can, you can hang in the, the FTW championship race with the two and three weeks at times. So we'll take it. Going, going through our picks for this week, uh, and then I'm going to get out of here and let you all uh, – Enjoy the rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Get ready for Thursday night football. Uh, Run through. uh, Rules again. Can't take top 18 running backs, receivers. Can't take top 12 tight ends or quarterbacks. And uh, can't take a top 12 defense. So going a little bit further down the list, walking through the consensus rankings that we have this week at FTW, you've got Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Barkley, Eckler, Cook, Mixon, Swift, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Antonio Gibson, and A.J. Dillon. I'm uh, oh, sorry, A.J. Dillon, Najee Harris at 17, and Josh Jacobs is the last guy that's ineligible at 18. So those are the guys that aren't available for me this week. Uh, I think this one... Uh, <laughs> If they were playing anybody else, uh, I would probably take Cordero Patterson because what that guy did, I mean, he just looked like a man. I don't know what has happened with that, with that old man, but he is, he is twice the man he ever was. And I honestly say, I mean, I, I kind of hint, I had a joke with Kamish today as we were talking that, you know, maybe he just said, screw this. I, if they catch me, they catch me. I'm just gonna I'm gonna juice. Now I I am not trying to sully Cordero Patterson's name. There's nothing to suggest that's the case, but man, he just fills out a uniform way better than he used to when he is playing like a just like a, a man on a mission. So I'd love to take him here, but I'm not I mean, Cordo pa- Cordero Patterson looks great, but I will side with Aaron Donald. So he's out. Uh other other names of intrigue. Zeke Elliott at the Bengals, you know, maybe, but that Cooper Rush situation's a problem. Kareem Hunt, don't really want to take a guy that's not even a starter on his team, though it is the Jets. Um, although that can, and his projection's pretty high. I mean, 11 points for a backup can be a little dicey. I'm going to go a little further down the list here. And you know what? This one, I'm, I'm going to double down on my love, and I might, uh, I might pay for it. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. No question about it. I'm ready to get hurt again with, with Cam Akers, <laughs> who uh, Atlanta, good, good, good run defense, but I think the Rams have something to prove. I'm going to go Cam Akers, despite his point three points. If you got points uh, for carries, like point one for a carry, some leagues play that way. If you don't get those, and he he goosed you uh, right out of the gate, so hard to trust him again. I just think with an eight point seven projection, even if he's if he has half of that backfield, like at, at minimum, he probably should have based on his talent. Uh, I think he can beat eight point seven. I mean, got a touchdown and fifty yards, and you got it. So I'm gonna take Cam Akers. I think there's value there. Uh, I'm I'm prepared to be wrong, but and I might be a little bit of a homer, but it is what it is. Uh, moving on to wide receiver, guys that are ineligible is somebody named Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Um, hopefully, you've heard of those guys. Uh, Devonte Adams, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown. Uh, let me just pause right there. Actually, no, I'm going to, I'll include Debo Samuel and Michael Pittman next. The top eight guys for this week were were very highly ranked going to last week, and damn it if they all didn't just absolutely look awesome. Jefferson, incredible. Cup, exactly what you expected. Adams, didn't miss a beat with Carr. Jamar Chase, okay, there were some moments there with Burrow, but they got it. They got together at the end. Stephon Diggs, every bit the person we wanted to draft last year that we didn't quite get. Uh, A.J. Brown, freaking dude. Uh, oh my God. Just look look dominant at times. Uh, Debo Samuel, you got the rushing that you weren't quite expecting as much. You got some receiving. Uh, you know. And then Michael Pittman again is, is got the is the apple of, of Matt Ryan's eye. It's uh, it's 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 a top eight that you can really depend on. And there's a lot of good players after that, but just those top eight, just you know, let's give them a um uh, where is that? Oh I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Just bravo. Um, The top eight guys for just bravo, round of applause for for not letting us down last week. That was awesome. Moving on through the list, you've got Hill, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis at 14, McLaurin at 15, Amon Ra at 16, Brandon Cooks at 17, and DJ Moore is 18. Right about where he was last week. Uh, This one's easy for me. Uh, There's a couple guys that you might like. you got Christian Kirk that's available to me right here with only a 10-point projection. Okay. Um, you've got Michael Thomas two touchdowns, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's very repeatable. Certainly in a game where the over under is looking pretty low. Uh, CD Lamb is, seems like great value at twenty, but we know what we're ha- what's expected there. Jalen Waddle, you love the targets, but it's Baltimore. I'm iffy. Uh This one, this one is going to be Jerry Judy for me. I, I. I. It was not a lot. It was not a huge sample size, but I do think that, he, that they're going to go to him enough. Cortland Sutton clearly is the one based on what I saw in on Monday Night Football, but Jerry Judy is just so electric that if they just give him eight targets and he catches five, that might be all you need to absolutely blow through eleven points, his, his projected amount. So I'm gonna it's a good matchup against Houston. I'm excited for that one. I think he backs up a, a very eye opening performance with probably a little bit more repeatable one. I'm gonna go like, you know, five catches or no, I'm gonna go six catches, eighty five yards and another score. And looks good doing it and just blows by the eleven points. So Again, could be a homer pick. I love Jerry Judy. I've loved him ever since I saw him in Alabama. I just think that he's he's ready to he's ready to eat with uh, Russ is ready to cook. On to the quarterback room. Uh, Again, I kind of want to just say thank you to Allen Mahomes Herbert uh, for being the dudes that you were drafted to be. It makes things a lot easier if you reach for uh, not reach for quarterback if you take a quarterback earlier than you otherwise would. If you if you take that quarterback in the third, fourth, or fifth round, where you really. Don't want to, but you see the value there. It's nice when they actually return that value. Those guys aren't available to me. Neither is Lamar Jackson, Jalen hurts, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, and that good matchup against, um, against Arizona, Tom Brady, Kirk cousins, Matthew Stafford are all off the board. So who do you go with? Uh, people that are available is Aaron Rogers. That's can't, that, 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 that game looks, looks going to be sloppy. You've got Trey Lance. Don't trust it. Uh yeah, just, I just, I mean, the rushing, the rushing alone can just blow through, or blow by a 17-point projection, but I just, I just don't trust that. Um, can't like, can't like Wentz. Eh, you can almost, oh, you can like Wentz, but I've, I've seen Wentz against Jacksonville, and it's not pretty, uh, most of the time, so this one, this one's definitely harder. I do not see a clear, uh, a clear guy just like, you know, staring me in the face right now, so I'm, I'm going to try to play a points game here and see if I just can't have a guy have a nice day who is protected to have a not-so-nice day. It's not, it just does not look that good. Ugh. Uh, I'm going to take Jared Goff with Detroit taking on Washington. Um, it's a plus matchup that no one seems to really like. Uh, he's only supposed to do 15.8. I think his receivers are good, and he's capable enough to get the ball in their hands. So I'm going to take Jared Goff. It does not feel awesome. It's certainly not because I watched Hard Knocks because I, I didn't like what I saw anyway. And I thought he was kind of a doofus on the, on the Rams one. But all that have to say, Jared Goff, he's eligible for this. He's playing the, 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 the Washington football team, the Commies. And, uh, yeah, I think he can blow through that projection. So I'm going to lock that one in. Uh, moving on to tight end. It can be a wasteland. Uh, no Kelsey, surprise. No Andrews, Waller, Pitts, Goddard, Schultz, Hawkinson, Friarmuth, Zach Ertz, Dawson Knox, Gerald Everett makes an appearance in the top 12. Had a good game. Can see it happening again. Uh, and Albert O in the 12 slot. So I, I don't agree with that one at all, but he's there. Uh, with this one, it's a little bit harder. I, I, but no, it's, no. actually it's not. All right, I talked him up early in the show. I'm ready to say Logan Thomas. Uh, Wolf will be proud. Fellow Hokey. Uh, I think Logan Thomas against Detroit. Detroit's defense is not very good. We saw it. I, was, I mean, part of that was because Philly has a pretty, seems, seems a pretty explosive offense this year. But a lot of that was also Detroit not being very good. I think they're not very good in this game either, uh, especially on defense. I think they'll score, obviously, with my golf pick. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, I'm, I think Logan Thomas, uh, now that he's had a game under his belt, is ready to contribute on a, on a more steady basis. All right, and finally, before I let you go. Let's take a look at the defense. Who am I going to stamp? This one I was most proud of last week because, honestly, I like rooting for the Packers. I think they're a good football team most uh, in most uh, seasons. I just didn't see some I liked, and I'm glad I was kind of proven right with that one. So uh, Niners against Seattle, not available. Broncos taking on Houston, not available. Browns, Jets, not available. Bills, uh, Tennessee. Uh, Bills taking on Tennessee. Rams taking on Atlanta. Colts against Jacksonville. Bengals against Dallas. Packers against Chicago. Ravens against Miami. Bucks against New Orleans, Steelers against New England, and Saints against Tampa Bay are not available to me. This one is, uh, I said, not, not one staring you in the face. It's really hard uh, when you get past the top 12 defenses to find something that you might be able to pick on. And it, usually it's just like, man, I like this defense, but they're playing a really good offense, or I hate this defense. Ah, oh, they're all all right, you know. But oh, they happen. They just happen to be playing a better team that week, and so it's kind of a bummer. I don't know what I like about this one. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking though. I I wish the Bengals were available as they play Dallas, but everyone else kind of feels that way too. Um, do I want to believe in the Vikings? Uh, I don't. Not for this one. Ugh. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take the Bears. I don't think the Bears are a very good defense. And I think the Packers have some problems. The Bears are projected to be 30th this week, so they're only projected for three points. I think I can get six points out of them, which might be enough to feel okay about this uh, This prediction. So I'm going to lock in the Bears. It scares the shit out of me, but Green Bay has some problems they need to work through, and it probably doesn't get fixed this week. So that's all i got for today. That is uh that is week two. Uh, good luck. Hopefully you guys start four and zero if you play in the two win leagues or two and zero or one and one. You're getting back into it. Just don't go zero and two. But if you do go zero and two, don't give up. A lot of football left. Hang in there. And uh you know four for, for the win for Kamish, for Wolf. Uh, I'm Bombay. Come find us on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast. Uh, Patreon episodes returning soon. And uh, keep an eye out for social media. We're going to get going on that a little bit more often. now. The season is up and running. Do appreciate our friends at NFL Memes and other various Instagram uh, sites to keep us laughing. We will try to bring some of that same uh, energy to you. Have a good night. Good luck in your games. And, uh, yeah, go get them. Thanks for listening to another episode of For the Win Fantasy Football. Until next time, remember, you're in it to win it. All right, get your helmets on and take the field. Let's go, let's go. Let's go now. Let's go, goddammit. damn it. can't say on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway.